each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Alright, so today we're doing episode one of Broken by Concept, that's what we call our podcast here. Um, this is, I'm going to be your host, Coach Curtis, you might be Curtis or Coach Curtis, whatever. This is Nathan Mott, you may have uh, seen his jungle content. Um, head over to Nathan Mott if you're interested in content that's related to jungle. Um, and yeah, we decided to start up a podcast. I have something wild for you, Curdy. Oh, well, what is that? So, you know, the name broken by concept, right? So this is what we're going oh, for. We need to right? talk about where this came okay, from. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So we're probably 90% going broken by concept, right? Because it has a meaning. We wanted a name that had meaning to us, right? To us personally. To yes. us personally. And right? it has to be league related, but it has yeah, to... Yeah, sort of league related, but sort of like you can... It can be sort of general as well because we might... You know, we were talking about general stuff here as well, right? Yeah. So what I was thinking was maybe the first couple of episodes, mm-hmm. we are open to maybe something we say or like a catchphrase or something like that that just happens to pop up. We couldn't... We can't think of it right now. Something that pops up, that's like our name. Wait, what do you mean? You mean change the... Name of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I guess I said we're going 90% broken by concepts. But, but in like, the first few episodes, if we hear something that is like, wow. Yeah, like something funny that. or something something that happens. Again, we, 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 we can't tell. Mm. We, we can go with that. And may, maybe like, all right, so let's say the, the, you know, the viewers and the comments and stuff like that. If there's something yeah. that, that sticks out to them, because then that would also have meaning because it's like, well, this is where the, the podcast originated from. Because, I mean, you know, we could technically call this a podcast, but, like, it doesn't have to be official. Maybe, maybe we start episode one at, you know, number 10, 10 tries of this, you know? Well, yeah, like we said, Tiger Belly. Yeah. Tiger Belly podcast. Yeah. They started on their YouTube channel episode then? 33. And what did that, I mean, you don't know. I don't, they, I, we don't even know if it was called Tiger Belly. They could have had the, the name from a random episode. So that's what I was thinking. What do you mm. think? I mean... But we're still happy with Broken I mean, the, the chances that we actually find something that's going to be better yeah. than Broken by Concept is pretty low, right? Yes, because it has so much meaning to All us. Right. Well, but again, do- again, I don't want to get in. We won't, we won't, I don't want to share with you. You don't want to share it yet? Because what's going to happen is that people are going to be biased. Well, you know what I mean? Because they need to be open to it. So people are going to be like, what does that mean? Right. But I, I want people to be unbiased. So again, if there's something that's said... Wait, so no, we have to explain what Broken by Concept means. No, 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 I don't want to. But then how are they going to compare? Because... How do they know what's better? Like, what the- no, we'll be able to compare. So, so I, I want their opinion. Right. And then, and then we will weigh that up because okay. at the end of the day, we choose, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't, I don't feel like that telling them just doesn't do anything. Okay. And All that could right. be like a later episode thing. I'm pretty open-minded what do you think about, about it? that. I don't think it's a big deal, man. It's a, it's a podcast name. It doesn't really mean yeah. too much. But it, I mean, it's got to have meaning. Yeah. You know? Unless and I no, I want, I want like, it, it can't the people be... who watch the podcast, there's like little things that you yeah, know. Yeah, there's funny things. Yeah, that yeah, you, that you learn yeah. about us. Yeah. Because it's got to... That's only towards the podcast. There like, are you some have to people, No, there are some people out there that do know the Broken by Concept. Not from our content, from like people we've worked oh, with in course. the past. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, some people will get it. Yeah. If they watch this yeah. podcast. Um, so, I think that's that's the that's my plan of attack. I literally right. came up with that like a couple of hours ago. I was like, okay. know, maybe we maybe we do that. All right. Well, um, where do you want to kick this off, Nathan? All right. So, what we can share with the audience is... Yeah. is all right, who, who came up with the idea for the podcast? I mean, when was the first discussions around it? And who came up with it and why? Was it you? Did you call me one day and say, Nathan, we should do a podcast? I said this ages ago, though. But were you inspired by something? I No, no. let me share my initial idea. Okay. Should I share that initial idea? Remember the other idea that I had? Oh, yeah, okay. That sure. was a genius yeah, idea. Yeah, Come okay. on, you have to admit. Okay. I'm not. I'm actually not sure what you're talking okay. about. We talked about... Because we're, we're ideas people. We, we do have a lot we of shove ideas. Out, I, I lose track, you know? Okay, so... For those of you, so a few, this was probably what, like six months ago. 
this was when I wasn't. We weren't even that big. I mean, I I think I only had probably twenty thousand subscribers or something. Six months ago, guys, you would have had like five thousand. Oh really? You don't realize how I can't exponentially remember. you've grown. I don't know, but anyway, we didn't have. I didn't have as many, and I had an idea because I was just having I had so many ideas at the time. I was like, how the hell can I grow? And one of my ideas was to interview solo queue players from around the okay, world. Yeah. Right. My initial idea yeah. was I want to do kind of like a podcast, but mm. more like an interview with Nathan as like a co-host. We review their games and then we come with questions saying, you know, tell us about you. How did you climb? What were some of the things that you did? Um, why this champion? If they're a one trick, just even more about them as a person. Like, do they yeah. go to college? Are they yeah. a uni student? Or like, do they live at home? How do they make their money? How often do they play? So the idea was it was highlighting solo queue players. Rather than pro players, because pro everyone players. does pro players. Yeah, no it. one interviews solo Who, It's like, who's that, who's that rumble one trick? Yeah, that rumble you know? one trick went. Because when I did my rumble guide, I spoke to that went guy and I yeah. was inspired by him. I'm like, dude, this guy has a really good rumble. I'd, I'd love to know more about that guy. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's Echo One Tricks and there's, there's so many great solo queue players in EU, NA. How did they master their champion? How much time? What did they learn? Because, the, I mean, you know, they know a lot about I mean, that's a cool, that's a cool idea that I think... So that was the initial idea. Yeah. I mean, I still think we might do that in the future, potentially. potentially. Yeah. Unless someone out there who's watching this podcast is going to go ahead and rip it off. Yeah, they can steal it. I they mean, can go, steal it. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> they can steal it. But um, that was the initial idea. And yeah. then I, I, I remember I, was, I spoke to you on the phone. And I said, Nathan, we should do this. This is awesome. Yeah. And I was getting excited. I was like getting ready to like, you know, figure out what the logistics would look like. But then it got a bit tricky to do because I was thinking, well, time zones are going to be problematic. Then how would we stream it? And then be all online. And, and I think like you that. said something like, Curtis, this is too much right now. Yeah, I just got to focus on my busy. content. Yeah. You're busy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm just going to put it on the back burner. And then I ended up just kind of leaving it. And then, then how did it get reignited? How did this whole podcast get reignited? Okay, well, I think that I mean, we always, okay. So, I mean, obviously me and you, we have a lot of conversations that, that we think would be really good shared with people, right? Like, you know, like obviously, cause we, we moved in recently, like two, three months ago, right? And Do people know that? Okay. Well, now they know. <laughs> well, we, well, people don't even know me and you live together. Okay. Well, How we, do we live know together. That? Yeah. So yeah. We, we live together. together. Me and Nathan live together. Yeah. We, we, we moved out. Well, we've, it? we've theoretically lived together through dials. Well, for three years. Yeah. Three years. And then we kind of moved back home moved for back a few home. months. Yeah. And coronavirus happened and then. And then we moved out again, just me and Nathan in, cause we we're in a gaming house. That's last right. Time it was different. Together. Yeah. We'll never. It was kind of different. Yeah. But, um, and now we're. So, yeah, so we have, we, we have, me and Curtis have conversations all the time. I mean, you and I have conversation all the time that we thought would be really good to share. Maybe not, maybe, but I think a really good example, Curtis, was that 30, 30, 40 rule, right? Oh. That video doesn't exist without me and you being in here, right? You should tell that story. Yeah, that's, that's I, cool. I mean, how many, how many views does that video have now? Hundred. That's got like 120,000 views. 120,000 views. It gets like 10K views like a week at least. Well, how did it, I, I remember what happened. I said to you, I said, I really want to do a video talking about my philosophy on solo queue and yes. how solo queue actually works yeah. and how elo works and mmr and how because i see so many people complain about the way matchmaking and all that bullshit works right yeah so i was like i want to do a video and let's break it down so yeah. i'm trying to figure out well no you remember you walked past my room and you heard me say something because i was coaching someone oh. and i had a different rule and yeah then i disagree we, with you that's we, where we it started talk. that's right it was a disagreement because i because what was the rule that you said to your coaching client i said it was 60 20 20 yeah so, you said so it was 20 so 20 percent uh unwinnable 20 percent of free wins and 60 percent of fully in your control. no because i remember i came to you i said nathan 
What you just said there was bullshit. That is not right. Well, I mean, that was like a day later. You never even brought it up to me. So you, because oh, I had heard you it, right? That, you heard that, and you're like, well, like let's talk about this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's have a crack. I'm happy to defend my point. Yeah. And then through like two hours, we're just talking over dinner. Then we got the 40, 30, 30, and again, that's a perfect example. Yeah. And that's why we're doing the podcast. And then stuff like that. And then you were like, and I was like, dude, this video is so good. It's gonna be so good. Be really and then good. I, I thought it would be okay. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be as big as it did. But I also think my thumbnail was pretty cheesy. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was clickbait. It's clickbait. I haven't really done clickbait shit before, but, but I mean, the comment section is very controversial. But there's it's a very active comment section, right? So people all the time dude, people like, listen to it every day. Still on that video, saying, you know, I disagree with that. But but look at my account. I lose every game, but I win lane. Like it's like I don't know, I don't know bro. Yeah. Yeah, still you can definitely. There's. I mean, it's not yeah, perfect. But, but, but Curtis, again, that's the. I mean, that's where you have to watch the video. You said that that's a general because because I mean, if we we came to that. The, the the core concept of why we went to, because it's like uh, my sixty twenty twenty initially was eighty percent. You could have a height that means if you play perfectly legs all the time, eighty percent. Yeah. And we just thought that was unrealistic. We had to put it down to about seventy percent because the best players in the world, like some people have. I mean, no one's probably gotten rank one challenge up. No, people can rank. get very high win rates to like high challenge up, but that's they don't right. get rank one. Yeah, that's right. Rank yeah. one's different. It had to be X amount of games, right? It was like 250 games. Was like, I think it was like uh, I think 300. Did we up it? I think it was 300, wasn't it? 300 games. So you have to at least play 300 games to apply the rule to apply the rule effectively. correctly, effectively. That's yeah. Because right. I mean, people people climb to you know 90% win rate. But anyway, it's not time. perfect. It's the... Okay. When I made that video, one thing that I didn't really make clear, I mean, I tried to make it clear, but it's not about the mindset. I mean, sorry, it's not about the specifics. It's about the mindset behind it, where not every game is in your control. Yep. But not every game, or a lot of games are, I'd say the majority, so 40%, plus you get 30% free wins. Yes. The mindset prevents, uh, helps prevent tilting. That's correct. Because you understand, okay, this is just a 30% well, winnable game. Well, some games are going to be unwinnable. You're not, even if you're a faker, that's right. you're going to lose a lot of games because of just certain things being out of your control. Yeah. So that, that's and that's freeing, yeah. right? That's freeing. But it also feels good because you know that there are an X amount of games that are in your control. And it's up to you. You're totally in control at the end of the day. So what's the common counter argument? What's what's the biggest counter that you see some sort of valid in terms of that that rule? I mean, it does get a little bit complicated with Smurfs. Yeah. But yeah, ba basically things with Smurf accounts. That's where it gets a little bit messy, but to be honest, I don't really want to talk about that. Like, I mean, I feel like the point's been made. Yeah. And there's value there if you want we'll, to take we'll, it. We'll briefly talk about solo queues, tilt and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about solo queue and Smurfs and things like that. So that video was the spawn of, I would say... Yeah, it was that conversation. Of right? us. I think that that's when it really hit me where I'm like, we should really start a podcast, you know? Like we should start working towards it because this is, this is great. I mean, you, 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 we talk about it for two hours. You make a more... I mean, obviously podcast is different because we're sort of just spewing our thoughts out versus a video is really structured, right? Like Google Slides <laughs> and all that sort of stuff that you do. So this is more free flow. But again, that the way we got to the to that, I think was interesting. Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to come up with ideas for videos off, off this podcast. This podcast. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, probably. And people are going to be like, wait, I saw you we're talking about, talk that. about that on the podcast. And you and can, just, made you can just make a more polished version on your YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. this is probably just going to be where the ideas come from. Hmm. I mean, this is where a lot of our ideas come from. You know what the beauty of podcasts are? Is that you're not getting bombarded by technology yeah like phones yeah and you, okay creative ideas i've actually found for me personally 
very rarely come when I have music playing as well. I can't even have music playing. When I have music playing, the chances that I come up with a creative idea are so incredibly low. So I have to have either... My best ideas either come when I'm running with zero music yeah, or I'm in the shower, shower with zero shower music. Thoughts. But I love dancing and like yeah. being an idiot in the shower with music though, which yeah. is, that's why it's like, well, I got to weigh up here. Do I want to be happy and be an idiot and like dance in the shower? Or do I want to like, you know, maybe come up with an idea? So this is what, the, I mean, this is amazing because there's nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have my phone here if I, I got like notes on it, but yeah. Um, it's just you this and awesome. I. We're going to come up with so many ideas during this podcast. You know that. You and I talking. Oh, by the way. About stuff. Yeah. I had someone send me this article. Yeah. Saying that even if your phone is in the area. Let's just say my phone is just on the table here. Right? Yeah. It's subconsciously, I know that my phone is there. So that's actually sapping a portion of my. Tiny little portion. A cog- my cognitive. I don't know what the word is, but yeah. it's like a portion of my mental energy yeah so if you're and so that they tied it to solo queue like having an effect uh. on your solo queue so if you're because you know that you're going to get a notification at some point potentially whether it's like you know might pop like a snapchat so is, Instagram. Wait, is, this, is this related to league yeah so this guy said he uh, related it to league but he yeah. said he got it from an article that was mentioning how it saps your focus for studying i think it was to so do with studying just by having your phone near you but, put your, put but, your mic near your mouth. But but when I'm um, when I'm playing Solik or something like that, I don't think about my phone. I mean, I mean, the only thing you would think about your phone is if it popped up with a notification, right? Yeah, but it, they said that it, even if it's in the room, you're still like I guess, you're, I guess you're aware. Yeah, you're aware that it's in yeah, the room actually, in the first place. You're probably right because if if let's say if I was to die. I'll be thinking like oh, my phone's bad. there. Yeah, I can maybe I, like I just quickly check it while my uh, my death timer. I mean, yeah. for me anyway, yeah. I mean, definitely, um, which is, I mean, these are all just one percenters, you know, but like it definitely takes a toll over time. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually could borderline say that I'm addicted to my phone. I'm, I'm on the edge, I reckon. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I go on Reddit at night, dude. I like, I'm like, I'm like a Reddit goblin. Mm. Like I don't go, I like, I go on like the history Reddit. I go on like the movie details reddit i go on like what else but that's it league of legends reddit i wouldn't wouldn't say if you just use reddit i don't comment ever but i just like browse i'm like one of those i'm like a reddit analyst you know i just like (laughs) sit back relax and like oh that's right that's wrong you know yeah (laughs) like that (laughs) um did you want to talk about um how we came to where we are now how close were you guys to not starting your youtube channel should we talk about that yeah (laughs) This is ridiculous. I can't believe this is actually, this is true. You guys are going to laugh at this story. <laughs> I can't believe this. I still can't believe how bad, no, you got to tell the well, audience yeah. how bad I am at making decisions at just with life. General life decisions. Yeah. How many times have I nearly just fucked my life? So, you know, I was thinking, so we've known each other since 2010. 2010 was it? Because that's year nine. So remember our high school is always one year higher than the year year level we're in because it's year nine because remember IT class? Yeah, but you should tell that story. (laughs) So the way me and Curtis met. So so Curtis, so the general high school, so me and Curtis went to high school with each other, right? Um, In Melbourne, Emmaus College. And um, uh, general premise is I was a loser in solo queue. Curtis was part of the cool group, right? And um, 
Curtis's name is M O Morgan. His last name M O R, and I'm M O T. So we're very close. I mean, it's as close as you could possibly ever be, right? Because they sit next to they sit you next to people in alphabetical order. Yeah, yeah. So um, year nine was it was IT because we weren't we were in homeroom in year ten, was it? No, we weren't in the same. No, we were never in homeroom. We were in IT. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So so year nine IT class, I'm sat next to this Curtis guy, and Curtis is not the way he is today like he was he so he got kicked kicked out of class pretty much every two two seconds i thought curtis was just your stereotypical just obnoxious teenager right that just wouldn't shut up his voice was so annoying <laughs> his Curtis voice never cracked for like yeah my till, voice till didn't probably drop. my didn't drop till i was like <laughs> you were like 18 or something like that. i was like yeah like nearly 18 um so yeah, so I mean, so that's how we sat to each other, and then essentially we started to grow a bond. So I always thought Curtis was an idiot, but that was because I got kicked out of class. A kicked lot. out of class, but yeah. then I started hearing about. So you play black, you play games. You how'd you hear that from? No, Jesse no, no, because no, what what happened was uh, you I were, hit it, and I was so good at COD. Yeah, like whoa, this guy's like yeah, a beast. You, you, you surprised me. You're good at games, but yeah. I, I didn't figure that for a while because uh, because basically some of my friends, my other friends, weren't exactly you know, part of the loser group, but like they were sort of acquaintances because we play games, right? How did they... It's okay. like, it's like um, Jezza and stuff like that. And then, and then, ah. and then we, um, we, we, yeah, through that, then like, oh, you play like Black, because Black Ops, it was Black Ops 1, sorry. It was the first Black Ops. Yeah, it would have been, sorry. Because it was the, because it was that map, the, it was, um... Because it went COD 4, uh, um, COD 4, Zom- World War, wait, World at War? Is that number five? I didn't. Right. I didn't play that. Yeah, yeah then I Black just played Ops, Black yeah. Ops. Yeah, Black so, Ops was one. And, and I just so, so we everyone. connected through that essentially. Yeah. And then through that, and then and then yeah, that was year nine, year nine. So that was all connecting through that, and then, uh, but we still weren't really friends in year nine. We we were just acquaintances through games. We I mean I would say we weren't friends until like it was more year ten, wasn't year it? Year ten, year eleven. Because yeah. year ten, because that's, that's what, when league. Once league happened, then we were actually no. That's friends. when I asked you to play league, yeah. but then you said you're busy playing WoW. Yeah. No. Was it? Wasn't? Didn't you hear? hear me talking about it with jesse one of my close friends over the locker and you're like wait oh, i play yeah, that game that's how i remember that i actually can was remember that, like it. that was near where, like where the viscom room where is my home like, room was yeah. that was like on that end yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so yeah so then you walked past and you're like i play lee you're like oh cool let's play because i played casually still I, I didn't this i didn't i didn't really play because i was, I was yeah, i played with warcraft that's yeah. my main game but you know how i got how wait how did you get into league though i got in league through my wow friends that was through bryce yeah through bryce and stuff you know like how that. i got into league how's that I found it on a browser yeah, and an ad that. on the side of a page. It said why would free da- game why would, download. Why would someone one. download that? It's just a virus. No, man. because I that because I was I got flamed out of Counter Strike. Oh, okay. Because everyone thought I was a cheater yeah. in Counter Strike. Yeah. So I was really good at Counter Strike at a very young age and everyone thought I cheated. Um and I couldn't prove that I wasn't a cheater. So I, I was like, fuck. So it, it affected you that much. Oh yeah. You you like I have to find a new game. Yeah, because I was sick. So I was so good at Counter Strike, but I was so frustrated. It was built Got up it. over time. Yeah. So like uh, every single time, I'd build my reputation, and then it would all get torn down by like one cheating accusation. Got it. And then because I played Counter Strike from such a young age, I was like nearly like a prodigy at Counter Strike yeah. from a young age because I played like from one point five on my dad's lap. Like I was very played the game for such a long time. So people couldn't believe that a kid this young would be this, this good. good. He must has to be. So he has to be cheating because yeah. most young kids do cheat, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, screw it. I'm getting a new game. I went on some website and it was like a League of Legends. What is this game? Free game. Download. Play it for like a little bit. I'd never played a MOBA before. 
and that's how I got into the league. Season one. And you were playing by yourself. I played bots by myself. Yeah. That's all I did. Yeah. 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 I, I would never touch League if I was playing by myself. It was so shit back it then. So it wasn't shit. even a good yeah, game. Like, bad. literally, like, yeah. I just got into it by chance. Yeah. We just played just because we played like after raiding or something like that in WoW. So then we'll play that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so you ran it and then we started playing like League, like the bot game and stuff. And then we played normal, normals. Did we play bots normals. together? No, no. We played. I think we only played normals. 3v3. Together. And then we, we didn't we do the 3v3 team with another, like, Pierce? We was, played threes, me, you, and Bryce, me, and then me, you, and Sam, and then yeah, me, you, yeah, and PS. Yeah. Threes, yeah. So then I guess we started connecting through that. But again, the the high school experience, Curtis couldn't hang out with me because no. that would be viewed as low, you're hanging around. So, social suicide. <laughs> low, uh, low hanging. Yeah, social suicide. That's it. It was that's social the... suicide. No, I used to like, you know how You'd you guys- stop by. Yeah, you know you guys used to like hide under the stairs? Yeah, we had a hide thing because we were trying to avoid all the possible attention because all the nerds. So you guys used to have like hide under the stairs. So I used yeah. to like, I could like talk to you without really getting, getting seen. seen and then right. I could like make my way into like the The place, cool group. The cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. So that was high school. And then you're 11 yeah. and 12. But again, we, we we were bonding and stuff like that. You're oh, you tell, tell the stories about me and my ex and how you used to like interact with my ex. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always played upon my nerd. I never hid my nerdy stereotype. I was he just, just the owned word it. Word. I He just, just owned, owned the fact that he was a nerd at school. And I think that's what made my high school, like, not completely miserable. Because I, 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 I just, I, well, I mean, obviously, I didn't, I didn't care what people thought, right? Yeah, you always had that. So, yeah. um, yeah, so basically, I got to Curtis's, um, oh, wait, the, the recording stopped. Wait, let me start this again. Um, the, um. Wait, you just start again like that. Wait. Oh, here we go. I'll call it. We're recording again. So anyway, you walked up to my... Yeah, I'd always ask her about the next World of Warcraft expansion or how's her grind going or something like that. She didn't play, obviously. No, but she didn't even know what you were talking she about. She didn't know like, what you I'll just talk random shit. And, and I was there. Because I was I'll, so embarrassed. I'll try, I'll, like, I'll try to embarrass Curtis. That was my Because you'd go up to my, my, my girlfriend at the time. This was like when I was probably like 16 or 17, right? Yeah, this would have been year 11 and 12, yeah. And then he's like, hey, Georgia, have you played the new WoW expansion? It's yeah. so good. And I'm like, I'm like... Okay, Georgia, come on, come on, let's go. Let's, let's go. She'll, she'll play along with it sometimes. Sometimes she's like, yeah, it was so good. Eventually, after a while. Yeah, so. but at the start, it was like... So I was trying to embarrass Curtis because it was funny because Curtis was part of the cool group and like I wanted to tear him down a little bit. I don't know if it was out of uh, spite or... No, it wasn't out of spite. Nah, it was you just, just, it was just for fun. fun. I just do. I just, I just fuck with people for fun, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So. No, but then in year twelve, I told people I played games. Yeah, year twelve. You year started, twelve, I started to not give a shit about what out. people thought of me. Yeah, yeah. Year twelve was the start. But I'd say you still held held it back a bit. So oh, definitely. So because yeah. year twelve was, was when you started spending more time with, and you made it obvious. Like, oh, Nathan's a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I said I play games with you and yeah, stuff. Yeah, play games like yeah. Kyle and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I told them all about it. Yeah. You know, I have actually a funny story about before that. Mm. I actually went to a friend's house. And that was you know, Josh Ekron or whatever. Yeah. And then um, Sam Lacey lives around the corner. That's right. You and I used to play games with Sam Lacey. Yeah, yeah. And then that's how like Josh kind of like found out that I played a lot of games because like it. we went to Sam's, Sam's house, house and we played like, Counter Strike. Sam? Like, Sam was Sam was a little bit above me in social status. He's like, why the hell are you friends with this low. guy? Yeah. Why are you playing Counter Strike so much? Yeah. And like it was just weird. Anyway, we're going on too much about this. So yeah, so year 12 and then, so then once high school finishes, obviously that's when everyone starts moving on with their real lives. Yeah. So then this is when you started going. So. Oh, tell about the oh, schoolies thing. Okay. Dude, the yeah. schoolies thing's hilarious. So, I mean, obviously, because <laughs> I was a loser and Curtis was, so Curtis went to school. So oh, for international audience, they don't know what school is. Yeah. Schoolies is like spring break, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the, I guess the spring break equivalent to. Well, it's like after you finish school, you just like go partying yeah. and you go to like some beach and then you just like 
go yeah. clubbing and drink all the so time. So Curtis went to a different state for his schoolies. And my school's experience didn't exist because, and this is important for League of Legends, so this is when I got really good at League, and this is when I hit rank two challenge on the ladder. Like, randomly, I did People don't quick. even know this, but Nathan was really good. Yeah, Like, it's, Nathan it's was, like, now. one of the best solo queue players good old ever. Times. Nathan yeah. was, like... In, Feared. He was, like, the most scary solo queue player. Nathan was, like, the most dominant jungler I've ever... Like probably in O's, nearly the most dominant jungle in host yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. There's, I don't think. Uh, I mean, Shern, for solo queue, yeah. for solo queue, Shern yeah. was probably dominant. And uh, my, mine dominant. never translated to competitive because people just banned Udia, right? No, but I mean, you, I mean, I you were good at other champs. You were good at Warwick. You were good at yeah, um, Olaf, Skana was it Skana? Yeah, Skana was one of my champions. There was a few champs that you were really good at. Yeah. Nasus jungle. Yeah, that there was, was a few thing. things that yeah, you were Nasus really good at, and like no one could beat that style because no one played that style. You innovated that. That was like Spirit of the Ancient Golem. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Spirit of the, you would go tank. So basically my philosophy was to um, to farm as much as possible, but be tanky. So it's like you're super, you're unkillable, but you're still outputting a lot of damage. That was my philosophy. Well, no, let's talk about your philosophy on League then yeah. and my philosophy on League and how they differed. Okay. Because yeah. we came from different, different backgrounds. backgrounds. That's right. Because yeah. your background came from WoW, WoW and, and mine came from Counter-Strike. Yeah. So talk about that for a little bit. So when I played WoW, I was um, a healer. I was a very supportive, but I, I loved not dying. Like, the way that I viewed League of Legends was if you didn't die, you're going to win the game because, okay, you're not off the map. You're not losing experience in gold from doing your jungle camps. You're not giving the enemy team experience in gold. Yeah. And, yeah, you're getting as strong as possible. And you're not... Basically, all you had to do was capitalize on enemy team's mistakes. So, if I had zero deaths, even if I missed some opportunities, it's okay. And that's what I would slowly get better. It's like, okay, I don't want to miss opportunities. Because while the enemy was missing opportunities, you were still farming. No, I mean, I could miss opportunities sometimes. But right. I bet it was consistent. I was like, well, I still was at least farming my jungle camps. I still wasn't dying. Mm. So that was my philosophy. And that don't came from die. WoW. And yeah, that came from WoW because I was unkillable as a healer. Right. And if you die in WoW... Well, well, in Arena, theoretically, if, if someone dies in WoW Arena, you instantly lose. But, but it, was, it, was, it was more like I love being just, uh, just unkillable. And then Udia was my champion because Udia, I could build in a way that was unkillable, but then I still sort of did damage, but I was just a nuisance. You know, mm. I just dodged skill shots and all that sort of stuff. So that was my philosophy. And yours was... Yeah. Well, mine came from Counter-Strike, right? So my... Yeah. So in Counter-Strike, I used to spend a lot of time on like aim maps and trying to train myself to only kill someone with one bullet. So I would sit on a map and I would just tap like only one bullet at a time, reload. And there was actually maps that had all the AKs and M4s only had one bullet. So I would only go on those servers and just keep going and going and going until I would only kill people with one shot. And I did this for a long time when I was a young kid. So I was very good at aiming. So when I came into league, my philosophy was, okay, if I am incredibly accurate with skill shots, then I could win lanes that other people wouldn't be able to. And what I realized is that skill shots in terms of base damages and scaling stats on the abilities themselves. They did more. I mean, so they with, did with, more. with CC abilities as well, if you hit a CC ability, it's technically damage, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and that's why I like Xerath. That's why yeah. I liked, I, I was very good at like Xerath. I was very good at like all these skill shot oriented mages, zigs and things like that. And people thought I was scripting. Yeah. Um, but, but my philosophy was, if I get incredibly good at landing these abilities, I will win trades every time because these damages just do more, more damage Oh, they actually just do more damage because um, Riot are like, okay, this is a skill shot. It should, you only should be hitting around 50% of these, not every single one. 
and then when I was actually playing as a pro, remember when I was playing as a pro? And yeah, they, 2015. And, and they accused me of scripting yeah, the in the semifinals, team. wasn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, Yeah, because online, we played online back then and I yeah. got accused of scripting and, and like in scrims and stuff. People didn't want to verse me and things like that. And um, I, mean, I mean, I think your philosophy, I mean, still, stay, if you hit more skill shots... It still works. Yeah, definitely. Works, right? And I mean, that's what attracted me to jungle as well with my philosophies because um, no one could interrupt my jungle path in camps. Right. Well, I mean, not until high elo, but like the people eventually did. Well, no, the, the one person was Shern. Yeah, Shern, Shern was the first, Shern Fire was the first he jungle cracked that cracked Nathan. Yeah. Because he used to just invade Nathan's red buff well, every Sh- game. Well, <laughs> well, it's because, and Shern was probably one of the first players to ever review a game. Yeah, no one reviewed games. That's yeah. actually so, so interesting. Because Shern reviewed my path and he says, okay, Rippy does this every single game. I know where he's going to be at this time. I'm just going to go there. And I was super stubborn. I couldn't accept that this... Because Schoenfire was really bad. Like, he was a meme, basically, in Solik at the yeah. time. So then I couldn't accept... I couldn't adapt to my path because he would kill me on my red every single game. He would play Jarv and I'd play Udi and I, I couldn't run away from him. And then because he simply reviewed my game, he understood my play style, beat me, like, too many times. I tilted. I lost, like, 1,500 LP in two weeks. Went from rank two to diamond three. That's one of the biggest drops in history. It probably has to be. Because you know what happened? I switched to saying, oh, Shern's playing all these champs. Like, Udia sucks. I'm playing Lee Sin and stuff like that. And like, if you actually type in Google, Lee Sin, uh, Rippy's Mad Mechanics, there's a video of me playing. Yeah, there is. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have You've seen, seen that, that one. Right. An old, that's that, an old that, that was me on my decline. You know, that's actually some, it's another interesting thing you just brought up there was Shern Fire. So Shernfire, for uh, some of you may know Shern, some of you may not, but Shernfire was probably the greatest O's player. Oh, maybe we've not anymore. Had, we've had, but probably not anymore. It's probably FBI, right? Yeah, I'd say FBI is probably the best now. Yeah, but yeah. let's just say before FBI. In terms of success in O's, <coughs> um, like in terms of the O's thing, like Shernfire Shern, number one because Shern Shern's won the most titles, hasn't he? Or like up there for sure. No, Calvin's won the most titles. Oh, really? Though. Yeah. But anyway. Shernfire, amazing jungle. He's got like rank, what, he got like rank three in Korean server or something like that. He's been, he's he dominated like so many regions. He's He kind of screwed up in Team Liquid when he did play for Team Liquid recently, but then he got replaced by Brock, so that sort of thing. But anyway, amazing player. When he was playing in Oceania back in the day, I don't think people understand how much of a meme he was. This guy was like abused every game saying yeah. just give up yeah. people every game just say give up Shern Shirt why are you playing the game because yeah. he streamed every game yeah. for no reason no one watched <laughs> him but he was so shit and everyone's like who is this guy like and to put it in context like I was like even when I was high challenger like 800 LP he was like diamond four or so, diamond five yeah like he was like so bad like I thought he was terrible when he did make it to so Master didn't exist there but when he did make it to wait was it just challenger the whole time I think it was no, no, sorry, it was Diamond One. You'd be stuck in Diamond One. Yeah, he was like a Diamond One player. He was just a Diamond player. Infamous man. Diamond One player. But, but that's what I love about Shern is that Shern is probably one of the most like if if there was a person in real life that was was as close to the to Naruto. I know you haven't watched Naruto. No, I haven't. No. But it's like he's overcome so, so much, much adversity yeah. Yeah. and he's dealt with so much bullshit to get where he. I mean, he's not really. I don't know what he's doing now, but like to where he was. Is insane. Oh yeah, where he got to, yeah. The way he and, got and, to and, and rock I, bottom. I, I guess to like, the lesson there is like if you're an aspiring pro player, you know, it's you, you know, you might be diamond now, but you know, you can get really good at league real quick. But Shern doesn't have any talent. That's what yeah, I love about Shern. Yeah. Shern. Which what was the video that you talked about then? There's a lot of people that message that um one of my coaching clients, yeah, yes, he says that story really resonated with him when you brought up the Shern story. Yeah. I mean Shern 
that, I get zero that, talent. I get that pure pressure a lot ethic. with no, like I have no talent. Can I be a pro player? There is a certain amount of dedication, I believe, that is like inhuman. Like you have to be willing to sacrifice everything, and you can achieve amazing things. Like Schoenfire, to put it in context, we should talk about what he did. Like he went by himself mm. to Korea mm. with his own money, mm. no money, living like literally like a poor person, playing every day, just literally tiny little sleeping, room, on, sleeping a floor, on a floor by himself, complete isolation in a different country. He didn't speak the language for a year. Didn't know anyone more mm. by himself. It's, cr- it's, it's like, like he had no friends, no family, couldn't speak the language. The interesting thing about that, Curtis, is that he didn't model it after anyone who no did one it? did that. Yeah, no no, one, did no that. one did that. And he was one of the first to VOD review. Yeah. Like that, Shern pioneered so many things. He was like one of the first people to do a Korean boot camp before anyone did Korean boot camps. Mm. He went above and beyond. No, no one does that. And he was, for me, when I think of just hard work versus talent, that's Shern. Yeah, that's Shern. Think of it, a random kid, hard stuck in D5 in Os, going to rank three in Korea, trialing for SKT. He trialed for SKT. Don't you think Dream Ronan's the same story in a way? But he sort of had Shun to model off. Yeah, and he because he was yeah, he definitely. was he was what was his name? Hardstock in yeah he was in shocking. Diamond Three. I, you know? I think he is a definition of no talent as well. Yeah, he's just worked hard, worked his ass off. So there's off. definitely some examples. I mean, these examples we know of, you know, so we don't know much about NAE. But but I do believe though, at the highest level, like if we're gonna be, we're talking world championship level. I don't believe you can... There's got to be some sort of talent There's there. got to be talent there. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, Players I, like Caps, Perks. you got to have talent and you got to have... It's, it's, Jensen. I mean, hard work's a given at that level. Mm. It's like, I love that quote from Kobe Bryant. You know, he talks about... He's like, what sort of teammates do you look, look for? He says, I look for gym rats. Yeah. I want people who live Just love in, in the, the gym. gym. Love it. Because that's the standard. Live and breathe it. Yeah. I don't that's want a, that's someone a good, who's, That's the baseline. If you're not even at that baseline. baseline, then what's the point? I don't. I don't want anyone around me. Anyone yeah. below just obsessed. Mm. I don't want around me. Mm. Like I love that, and I think you know, you know, we talk a lot about that actually, Nathan. How we talk about how how much is missing in the esports scene in terms of just like that level of dedication, especially in NA. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, we we don't exactly see what goes on, but we have probably a pretty good idea. I mean, from what everyone's telling me, from yeah. what Shern was yeah. telling me... Yeah, we probably... Yeah, we probably shouldn't say I don't, I don't like to make assumptions, but... I mean, no, what Shern told me, man. He was saying how they be- didn't even go to solo queue after. They would just yeah. go straight from scrims. Got it. Oh, this is when he was with Double Liquid, Lift. Right? Yeah. Double Lift would go straight from scrims into his room and just talk with Lena all night or stay with Impact. And all yeah. of them would just go to their girlfriend straight after scrims. Yeah. The only people were solo queuing was him, Jensen for a little bit, and um, uh, Core JJ. And, I mean... That's that was a top team, man. Like, imagine other teams. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I, would, I don't want to make assumptions. I as guess well. we can talk about solo queue. The importance of solo queue. I mean, I actually, I actually had something that's written for our my one of my points was um, sometimes players. You probably get this in your YouTube comment section stuff like that. You know, players were like more like, all right, they're like, so let's say they're diamond two player or something like that, and they'd be like, okay, like, you know, I'm okay at the game. I'm not entirely bad, but I'm gonna be a team player. You get that? It's bad. The, the team player might, it's like, okay, yeah, it's I, I'm going to be a, a team player. Be like, okay, like I'm not going to max out mechanics, but I'll be like the leader and the team player. Wait, is this in reference to like people who play a lot of Clash and a lot of um, yeah. flex? Cute? Yeah. Yeah. And well, like, I mean, like, no, like, let's say people on amateur teams and stuff like that as well. I mean, how many amateur teams do you reckon there are for League? 
in the world. In the world. Every, across everything, oh, there's probably hundreds, right? What? Amateur and, teams. And, and you know... Hundreds? What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about in terms of like close to like the higher pro level. So like like master tier teams and stuff like that. Or like diamond teams. Thousands. Maybe thousands. Maybe I'm yeah, just wrong. Thousands. 100%. Okay. Um, and what shocked me, there's like... Um, it's like this one guy that I coach from from Land. Dude, he, move your mic in front of you. I, I keep forgetting. You're a numb nut. So is it, is it gonna be weird? Or Look at you, you like you're, you're like I keep turning my head. You're okay, like okay. this. I hope the audio is not good. Uh, let, let me just reposition now. I'm gonna reposition. Nice one, camera frame. This guy's just a rookie podcaster. Yeah, I'm a rookie podcaster. I don't know where to put my feet now. You know, you put your feet up there. As well as I was saying, um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna abuse you like Rudy. Right. I, yeah, it's. Alright, we're good. Yeah, alright. Yeah, that's just so much. Alright, you're in the good. frame. That's comfortable. Yeah, I'm in the frame. You're in the frame. Um, they scrim like a full time team. Who? An amateur team. What? So where did you hear this? He, oh, this, is, this is one of the guys that I coach. What what rank he's is he? Oh, he, when I think when he joined, he was like grandmaster master, but now he's challenging solo queue. But he would be play, he, didn't, he didn't he couldn't even play solo queue because he would scrim two sets a day. As an amateur team, that's just that's just disgusting. So let's talk about that, Curtis. Why is that disgusting? Let's not just talk about. Let's just, let's <clears> oh, I actually had a question once in my Discord, uh, in the Patreon section, saying, "What are your thoughts on you know doing competitive games, or amateur tournaments mm. versus solo queue? Mm. Amateur tournaments, in my opinion, are largely a waste of time. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about? It's also the practice with the team. That's that's what I think. That's is the most big, dangerous. That's the most dangerous. I think, I think amateur tournaments are fine, but if you're playing ninety percent, so, so, so yeah, if you're doing so every competition every now and then to get that you know that competitive environment and like see how yeah, you can no perform under pressure, that. that's there's fine. No that. But if you're scrimming three hours a night, that should all be solo queue. Be- yes, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually Absolutely. a misconception that there's a difference between. So I get this a lot actually saying, you know, I actually perform. I beat like. Diamonds in Clash That's right They're higher than their rank And then yeah. when I go to like Solo Q, I can't even beat like Low plats I can't even beat high golds mm. That That doesn't exist You may have gotten lucky Or maybe you did something well Maybe your team's Team composition did well Or maybe your jungle ganked you Or you had better comms or Whatever It doesn't matter Because You don't Okay The thing with With Solo Q, Why it's so important Is because It's all on you the game's on you. Yep. No one's giving you information. 30, 30, 40. It's all on you. You've got to use that time coming out of base. You've got to use the lull states. You've got to think about the win condition. It's all on you. When it comes to competitive play, the games are much slower. And the reason games are much slower is because everyone plays a lot more scared, right? They play scared. They play more calculated. They're not doing crazy things. So the laning phases are much more slower. You don't get to really refine your mechanics as much in competitive play. Everyone's a lot more reserved. So it's not for limit testing. Competitive play is not for limit testing. Competitive play is for just expressing your current level of play. Solo queues for limit testing. You're never going to push your limits if you play competitive all the time, right? Because you're just going to be like, oh, no, I shouldn't throw here. Or if this is a 50-50 play, I'm not going to go for it because I don't want to throw our lead or I don't want to put my team in a sticky situation. That's problematic because the only way to improve at anything, even when with weightlifting, right? If we're talking weightlifting, at some point, you're going to have to up the weight. You're going to have to get uncomfortable yeah. and you're going to have to push the weight yeah. and then you're going to grow. You're going to get stronger and then you're going to do it again. Sometimes you may not be able to lift the weight or you may not be able to up the weight, but then you keep going and then you put yourself in, again, uncomfortable situations and then you grow. You got to have painful ex- painful experiences. Remember? Ray Dahlia's quote, Nathan. Pain plus reflection equals progress. Equals progress. That's yeah. the formula to success. Yeah. If you guys want to be successful, 
in anything. That's the, that's the formula to success. I recommend reading Principles. Oh, yeah, the book Principles by Ray Dalio. Very yep. good read. Um, but anyway, so people, we play competitive amateur tournaments. Mm. I think it's very problematic because mm. they're not able to really refine their skill as a, like as an individual. You may get better at comms. You may understand a little bit more about some macro elements of the game. But Curtis, the thing about that though is are they really getting better at macro and comms? Because you can make a macro decision, Curtis, but if you don't have the, the mechanics or the to speed execute. to execute on it, it's no longer a potential good macro call. You mean like a dive or something? Yeah, like a dive. Like, I mean, the game's ruined if you mechanically mess up a dive. Mm. This actually, well, that's actually what I love about Korean solo queue. Mm. You know, when we went over to Korea, the thing about Korea solo queue is that it's psychotic. The games are psychotic. It's hectic, really fast paced. From level, level one, one, everyone fights. Everyone's getting up in your face at level one. Yeah. They're not afraid to coin flip the game at level one from a level one invade. They're not afraid to go for some crazy level two, level three. If you literally, I remember I reviewed a game. I think I might have reviewed Jiaohu on one of my pro player insights. Or, or I can't Just remember recently, what it was. Or... I can't remember when I did it. But anyway. The jungle dived the mid laner between the two towers at level three. Like, no one does that in OS or, I mean, NA. I haven't really seen that sort of thing in replays. Even in EU, you probably might see it a little bit more. But in Korea, they do some crazy aggressive shit. And they're not afraid to make a mistake and throw the game. Because then they just FF. Yeah. They all FF 15 at 15 minutes, minutes every yeah. single time. Yeah. They're okay. The speed efficiency. The speed, the, 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 that learning cycle. It's that they have to go through quicker. where they're, they're, they're having that experience. They review. They go into the next one. It's so fast. They're able to learn more. It's like when we go to Korea, like the games, you can play like 25 games a day. You can literally play 25 games a day if you want to. So where are you going with this, Curtis, in terms of relating it to competitive? Anyway. Yeah, where the hell, how did I get to that? So you're, I think I think we'll, we'll emphasize it on the, the importance of salt. Like, all right, so like, I lost the point. Has, Sorry, guys. Has has any has there been any amazing player that's like grinded the ranks through pro through an amateur team? No, no, they don't no, exist. They, they don't exist. They're straight from top fifty solo queue, bam, into a team. If I'm, I mean, I would we're in that position of scouting players that's for a right. professional team. We couldn't care how much experience. I don't care if you have. Team. I don't actually care if you haven't played a single competitive game. Yeah. Right. If I, if I saw you in solo queue and you were a decently high rank. And you said to me, Curtis, I haven't even played a single class game. I haven't played a single Flesky game. I haven't played a single amateur tournament. Cool. Sign Welcome. Sign, where's the, here's the dotted <laughs> here's line. The contract. Yeah. I do not care. Yeah. Because I teach you all that. Yeah. I cannot teach you aggression. Yeah. I can't teach you the mentality of being a carry. But I can teach you the macro. Mm. But I can teach you the comms. Mm. I can teach you a lot of other things about the game. But I cannot teach you that aggressive carry solo queue mentality. End of story. And that's what, and if you're super high yellow, if you're like rank one or top 10 or to feel challenger, let's well, say challenger. There's a lot of things that it says about you. It says you have tenacity in it and the ability to overcome adversity because solo queue is fucking, it's shit a lot of the time. Mm. You get abused. Yeah. There's conflict. I don't view that as shit, Curtis. Well, that's in high yellow, in high yellow solo queue, it is a brutal environment. Yeah. A brutal environment. There are, it is... At the end of the day, there's someone that's rank one, rank two, rank three, rank four. I'm saying it's brutal. Okay. At the end of the day, it's brutal. Yeah. It's reality. Because, okay. Another reason why it's brutal. Yeah. You're versing exceptional players who Mm. know how to, that will step on your throat as soon as you make a single mistake. You make one mistake, the game's done. The game's done. Yeah. So you have to be, your, your attention to detail has to be so good. You have to be on point. 
right? Your attention to detail. Um, you have to be rock solid mentally. You have to be adaptable, versatile to whatever happens in games because in high elo, the games are much more chaotic. There's no... You can't just come in with this game plan where, okay, I know exactly how the first 10 minutes is going to go and then this is going to happen. No, you can maybe do that in lower elo, but you cannot do that in high elo. The jungle paths are a lot more creative. So your understanding of jungle path, like there's so many elements of the game, so many skills that you develop by being a high elo player that it's not tangible. I can't, you can't put a, can't put a price on that. You can't, I can't put a number or a value on it. That high elo player, let's say you have a thousand LP player versus a, that player will still beat a diamond two player even if that diamond two player is more better macro idea oh yeah 100 percent. there you go you know there's another interesting thing is i and i got i actually got this from korean coaches hmm. i read an interview somewhere i think it was like the samsung coach in 20 might have been 2018 2017 he said that when scouting players i would rather and i still i still to this day um how long left do we have on that seven minutes we have seven minutes <clears throat> i would rather a 500 LP player with 2,000 games than a 800 LP player with 1,000 games. So you'd rather a player higher ELO but play... No, lower ELO. Lower but play more games. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because, and the theory was, it yeah. shows a lot of things about them. Yeah. Okay, there's an element to it where maybe they're a grinder. You know, that maybe they played a lot of autopilot games. But the theory is, for, and when we're, when we're getting to the highest level, this is not for like lower ELO players. Because if, if I see someone who's Diamond 4 with 2,000 games, that's a problem. That's just another story. That's another whole different ball game. Yeah. But if we're talking Challenger. If maybe, you played 2,000 games in Challenger. Yeah, we're talking 2,000 games in Challenger versus yeah. 2,000, you know, an extra 1,000 games in, in high quality games. We're talking 800 LP versus 500 LP or 1,000 LP versus 700 LP. I would rather, and they would rather, the grinder. Because the game nowadays is all about skirmishing. And you've seen so many skirmishes. So many situations. So many situations. Yeah. You're able to... I've seen that. I've seen that. I know how to... It's like it's stored somewhere in the head. And that might... That might, muscle that, memory, that might affect him at game number 2,700. That, They're in that, that, that exact same situation at game number 2,700 for that guy. That, that, there's the other guy who's only played 500 games. Well, they haven't seen how to play out this dive. Yeah. They don't know how to play out this dive. Yeah. Or they don't even know if there's kill threat here. That guy has an advantage. He has an advantage. So games played at high elo really matters. That's why as well, I don't have we'll, respect. We'll get into high elo to play those high elo games, yeah. I actually don't have respect for those people that like kind of cheese a strategy to high elo and like camp there. Like for me, they're not proven. You're still going to be playing a like, lot they're of good. games. Obviously, yeah. no, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. They're great players. They understand the champions. But they, under they understand their champions' identity very well. Mm. But there's it's a completely different ball game when you're talking like the pro players that spam games. Like... The, 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 the top Korean plays spam games. We're talking like in, in high ELO challenger. Like fake is spamming games still to this day in high ELO. All Korean challenger. All Korean challenger. You have to. That's just the standard. It's the standard. Like that's just so impressive to me. You know, if you're playing that many games at that level of play. Yeah. yeah people in yeah, pretty much every other server, they'll sit on, on high ELO. You know, there's something, a topic that I want to talk about. Are we yeah. done with this topic? Yeah. Welcome? Yeah. The topic I want to talk about is streamers that I respect. <clears throat> okay. Okay. And there's a streamer that I respect is that the the boss, the boss. Okay. You know that guy, the Scion I've guy? Heard he was it, the G2 sub or something it. like that. Yeah. I haven't watched any streams. I don't even know what he looks like, to be honest. He looks like... Um, he's an EU on Challenger, right? Top laner. That's the idea. Yeah, he's a he's an EU top laner. Yeah. He looks like that guy from um, Black Mirror. You know that episode? Like the Bandersnatch episode? 
You know that, that interactive one? You remember when we were like watching that? You had like a remote and you get oh, to like pick the options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that, that, that guy with the glasses. The, He's like the, 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 the tech guy. I think the tech guy, the game okay, developer yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, okay. He looks, he like, looks like that a bit, I think. Yeah, that guy's actually in a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different movies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What I respect about this guy as a streamer is that he plays high ELO games. Yeah. I can't stream. do that yet. I mean, does I he commentate his games? What's his style of his? He's just you know? funny, dude. He's he doesn't really commentate. He just plays and says funny shit. But I respect that he plays at high low, rather than someone doing an unranked to challenger every single stream. You got it. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, that's something I want to work up towards. I want to be able to play at like challenger level games on stream, one day like that. So why do people? So why is that such a common thing here to do unranked to ch- to ch- to to master tier or something like that or diamond? Well, like, what's the thought process? I mean, there's a reason why people do it, right? It's because it's easier, right? It's and easier. they can interact with chat more. Interact with chat, and they can consistently carry games. But I think it's lazy. But, but I actually but, genuinely think it's lazy. But are they trying to educate and entertain versus because if he's playing, he's like, let's say, what's his name? The Baus. The Baus. The Baus. 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 He's, he's actually getting good at the game. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, I, well, he's playing. He's going to be getting better at the game than someone who's playing in Diamond Four, right? I don't know. Organically, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, but what I do know is that he's having a crack, and he's he's definitely that would not be easy, regardless. And I believe that a lot of the big streamers, I think they could do that if they really wanted to. But I think there's an element of laziness there. That uh, I mean, I don't know. Q times, Q times are a thing, I guess. Q times, I guess, and maybe they just can't just talk less because they need to focus. But he talks still. He's that Bowles guy. He still talks. Like mm. he doesn't just mute. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch. Yeah, it. check him out, man. Like he's 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 a very funny dude as well. He's hilarious. So you respect him the most out of every streamer. Yeah, that's correct. I, I and do. that's what you want to walk to was in your stream. That's what I work. Yeah, that's that's my that's my. That's what I want to work towards as a streamer, yeah. I want to get to that point where I can be both funny and somewhat educational yeah. and play well and kind of interact with chat. That's my goal. And it's going to take me a long time. I mean, if it's like kind of, I compare it with my YouTube where I could barely talk into a cameraman for months. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me a long time. Look back at your old videos. Don't look, at, don't look at my old videos, No, you, can, you look back at your old videos, and they're fine. There's just... They're not... There's they're a standard not. that you and I they have. They were terrible, Nathan. We're pretty far, far away from Nathan. Come on, man. Okay, yeah, some of them were pretty... Some of them were shocking. Dude, some of my videos, even to this day, have like... I think... I remember my first video. I think my first video literally gives just bad advice. <laughs> it's just the wrong <laughs> advice. It's just a bad situation. I think it's yeah, the, some I, of I the advice I, I give that. is, yeah, I, I wouldn't say what I said then. Yeah. But I'm not going to delete the no, videos. you got to keep it up there. It's part no, of People it. just watch my newer videos yeah. and they get my new information. Yeah. So, Curtis, did you think there's a problem with the streamers? Like, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the hot take there, Curtis? Problem with streamers nowadays? Well, that's why you said the. Well, you respect. So, to, well, to I just, say that you respect someone, it means that... Well, know, I just think when I watch a lot of streamers, it's very... Um, repetitive hmm. and I, I feel like they could be getting better they could be doing crazy shit yeah but man, again they don't want to be getting better why do, why do they want to get better they're just there to stream 
just again entertain. yeah but people are paying man i mean i guess they don't have to it's not like they have to pay to watch i guess there's a lot of people that don't pay to watch but and and is streaming <laughs> just doesn't sit well with me is streaming even the best way to get is so many distractions it's, we already know it's like no, i'm not even saying they need to get better at the game yeah that's what i'm saying i'm not that's not what i'm saying okay. what i'm saying is they get better as a streamer got it so they can get better in their communication, communication. yeah okay. they can communicate what they're doing better yep. they can communicate it's fine we can just i'll just keep pressing play on this thing Going. Well, they can, yeah, they can get better at communication. They can get better at, um, you know, expressing what they're doing. They can get better at even being funny while playing. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's an element missing there to, like, the mindset behind doing what you're doing to, like, get better at it. Like, refining your craft. I just feel like, I mean, maybe I'm just being, like, one of those judgmental pricks right now. Potentially. Probably sound pretty <laughs> pessimistic right now. But I, that's just my take on it. I mean, yeah. It just feels like a little bit little bit weird to me because it's easy to feel comfortable right it's like i'm i'm like you know people are watching me i'm getting subscribers mm. I'm, I'm like this big streamer now mm. why do i need to change why do i need to improve i mean that's like with a lot of people right not even in just streaming in other industry, in other areas of life but so they'll just they can, they can just play on a smurf and consistently carry yeah, it's like if i play on a smurf right now like you know people will watch it's, it's more easy fun for me for you it's fun for me i'm yeah. dominating people yeah. that sort of thing yeah on that, I think smurfing is a big problem. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Okay. To, to myself. A big problem for the people Riot. that smurf or Riot no, Games? It's, this, is a, this is a massive problem. Okay. It's a terrible... I, I remember back in the day, you probably remember this as well. If you played in gold, you versed nine other gold players. The chances you versed a smurf were very slim. Well, I'm talking, what, season three, four, five. There was very little smurfs. Yes. Now, it's Smurfs are so yeah. incredibly common. Especially Diamond 4 Smurfs. They're not like Smurfs, but people that get to Diamond 4 because they, they, they hit a barrier where they can't get higher than Diamond 4. So they keep making accounts to try to get back to higher than Diamond 4. I see that. I think I see well, that a lot. My, and then they just dominate through silver, gold, platinum, and then they hit their Diamond 4. My main problem with Smurfs, Nathan, is that I feel terrible for the average gold, silver, or like even low plat player they're just trying to play to improve yeah. and they come up against like a master but, tier. But can't you say that you can improve from that person? If you, let's say if you're leaning against that person. Yes, I know you can improve. Improving improve improve doesn't mean wins and losses. I mean, it just doesn't sit well with me, man, because it's like, okay, no, that's actually, I actually disagree with that. Which one? Because I don't think you can improve when someone's a lot better than you. Like there's a gap. The gap's too big. Yeah. You're, it gets to a point. Okay. Example. Because it's one game. How do you know? No, the problem is it's multiple games. So they could verse multiple Smurfs in a row, and it's common. It's that common. I'm telling you right now. I, I swear to God, it's that common. That's interesting. I mean, I I, I coach players from gold plat. You know, I, we bump into Smurfs sometimes, but most of the time, it's the games that they play. It doesn't. The Smurf doesn't even matter that much. Like there's so little. No, but you you coach jungle, games. dude. Is jungle just different? Jungle's so different, like, man. I guess so. In mid lane, a it's smurf is so different. Like, yeah. by level one, like, you can lose your lane at level one, level two. Your lane's done. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's so... Okay, the analogy, right? Imagine if you get a 16-year-old box kid who's boxing, trying yeah. to learn boxing. Yeah. And then you put him up against a 25-year-old semi-pro. It doesn't matter... He's just gonna beat. He's up. gonna get beaten up no matter what. Like he's not gonna learn. He's gonna get out. It's just manhandled, you know. It's just 
Riot need to do something about it. End of story. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the answer is. Okay, here has has a suggestion. It's bad. You, I mean, obviously there's ways around, but you know how like creators like social security numbers or something like that. You have like a phone number that's linked to all your accounts. One number. One number. I mean, you could obviously get more numbers, but that's a bit of a hassle, right? So no, if, but people use their mum's mobile, their dad's mobile. That's what people yeah, but, do. Yeah, but there's a limit to that. Like you can't make twenty accounts at that point. You know. Maybe, maybe that will help it a little bit. This is just a suggestion. But but basically, you have one whole account and there's accounts under that. And if your ranking on what just one account is high, is high, then you're instantly higher. Maybe not exactly to that rank. Yeah, or it like registers you yeah, as... Registers you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're instantly skipping silver, gold, black. Mm. What do you think about that? I mean... People just have access to too many phone numbers, though, man. You really think so? That's, but again, that would that might limit things a bit because you can just make an account right now. I could make an account and be Bob James or something like that, mm-hmm. millions of times. Or maybe there's some sort of extra verification thing. I mean, maybe people. It has, it has like to be something like that. Stuff. You're right. It, it has to be some form of real life verification yeah. of some sort I mean yeah. I'm not a tech dude I don't yeah. I don't know how that is well, to then, do. but then you get the whole issue of privacy and stuff like that in terms of but that. I mean all I'm saying is that it feels terrible I think and the league experience was much more enjoyable back in the day because there's less smurfs I actually think it's bigger than this actually okay the first thing this ties into something deeper yeah I think people uh, maybe this is now with the rise of dopamine. People wanting dopamine hits. It feels better <laughs> to media. dominate yeah. a lower player. Yeah. Because it feels it better. You feel You're good. winning. It does feel good. Yeah. You get the LP. Yeah. You get the satisfaction of dominating yeah. someone. Yeah. You're not getting flamed as well. Because when you're playing high, you lower and you lose, you get flamed by other people. It protects your ego. Makes you feel better. Because in high, you lower, when you lose, your ego's... That's right. So this guy just beat me, man. So most people... Get to say master or D1. They get to run D1 master. And that's when they get a little bit maybe insecure or it gets too hard. Too hard. Because yeah, the gap from the master thing, to challenger hard. is very big. Yeah, it is. The gap, the gap from master to challenger is probably as big as platinum four to diamond one. I would I say so. I would agree it's with that. It's that big. It's yep. huge. Huge. That big man. And I think that people at Master are like, well, I'm stuck. I'm sick of this. It's, making it's my account's fault or my MMR's yeah, fault my MMR or stuff, I yeah. get trolls every time. It's so I'm going to make another account and I am going to I'm gonna think, you know, this is my plan to get Challenger this time around. Or maybe they just want to show off their skills that they have developed because they're decent players and dominate a few people in low elo. I mean, it's, it's one potential reason, but... It's bad. I think it's it's a problem, and it actually leads to more t- toxicity as well. You know, this also also feeds the whole t- toxicity thing. I wonder what they're doing with toxicity, by the way. Right. Yeah, I know they're doing something change. Like, remember the recent update? They said something about changing. They're doing something with toxicity, or game no game ruining behavior. They they they're punishing game ruining behavior more, and you lose less LP if someone trolls your game or AFKs or something like that. They're doing things like that. How would that work? Because that's tough, man. That's interesting. Actually, sorry to, to pivot here a little bit. I know yeah. we're jumping all over the place, but this one yeah. is what I think ties into it nicely. Yeah. Remember remember that theory we had, Nathan? What's that? About um, 
what they should do with high elo. I uh, don't get it. We talk about a lot of theories. Though. Well, I, I gotta like go to my library. Of I'm theories. convinced that this is the answer. Yeah, actually, a huge, a huge okay. way of fixing this thing. Yeah. What they need to do. This is for high. This is for Riot. Okay. This is directly to Riot. Directly to Riot right, right now. I'm talking to right. Mark Merrill right now, and what's the other dude's name? Brandon Beck. Brandon Beck. Hope you're watching this. What you need to do? You have a lot of money. I understand that, but you don't want to spend it recklessly right you want to be careful with the way you spend it that's fine what you need to do is get a team of 10 full-time uh people yeah to monitor every single high elo game we're talking grandmaster plus game permanently and you scan for toxicity and you are incredibly liberal with with how you punish people you have a zero i'm talking zero policy for toxicity you may piss you may piss some people off but it doesn't matter we'll eventually create a standard you know you know why this is important is because a few things the high low behavior from tyler one or even just like streamers a lot of streamers are high low it's a trickle down effect what is the, the standard of behavior at high elo becomes the standard in other, uh, every other elo because people mimic it. That's where well, it gets the funny. best players can do it. So why can't Yeah, I? everyone says that. Or oh, Tyler One's raging and, and TF players like calling this guy an idiot and saying jungle diff and raging. Why can't I? That's funny. I'm going to do that. Anyway, that's a whole different ball game. But the reason why it doesn't matter if you piss off high elo players is because they're never going to quit. They're never going to quit. Yeah, they can't quit, can they? <laughs> They're not going to quit. They've put too much time into the game. Yeah. Those people They'll never adapt. quit. I will tell you from personal experience. Yeah, it's true. You can even ban mm. a Grandmaster player mm. for a week. And mm. as soon as that ban's unlifted, he's coming right back. Yeah. They're never going to quit. You have zero tolerance toxicity policy in Grandmaster Plus games. Even Master Plus games, potentially. You do, you do this for one year. This will have an effect long-term you wouldn't be able to put a price on it. Is is punishment the way to fix behavior though, Curtis? Yes, I, I understand that. Yes, there's an element to say, you know, it's like you're just, I mean, that's not the way to teach at the end of the day. Yeah. It's you want to reward good behavior. Or maybe maybe you can do a combination of rewarding good behavior and simultaneously punishing bad behavior. You have some sort of system where you get extra skins or you get like RP or you get like... I think it's going to be more than that. No one's going to care about that. Because you have you have everything. And if, okay, if I just think that the, the fear of being toxic that is just going to have an insane effect. I mean, I don't understand the behavior, change, the psychology enough behind this. All I know is that that would be insane. You do that on every server. Yes, it will cost a bit of money. You're going to have to hire, you know, quite a few people to work full time to do this. But within the space of a month. People are going to be shit scared because no one wants to get their account banned or their rewards taken. Imagine a guy who wants to get challenger rewards and then you remove their possibility of getting challenger. Yeah, I guess so. They would hate that. Yeah. That is terrible. I mean, I would hate that, dude. Curtis, I think that people, like you get into such a, like let's say like people that like, you know, enter on even on tilt, you're in such a negative mind space. You're in self-sabotage mode. You could that not care true. about anything like you, you don't give a shit you can like ruin your life yeah you ruin matter, your life yeah. you'll intentionally do it you that's know? true actually that's a good point you know actually um there was actually by you know healthy gamble by dr k he did this um you know the, you know the little webcam things that he does like the sessions like with, the like the with group, all these lower pros about talking session. about toxicity 
um, um, talking about he spoke with like Voyboy, was it like Searches, Sanchoves, uh, Sanchovies, Sanchovies, and uh, Shifter, and they were explaining. So this is great. I mean, you guys definitely check out Healthy Gamma stuff. I like He's that. a guy's excellent stuff. I mean, that's such an excellent need in the market. To, to He's a very important figure. Very important figure for for you know gamers, league players, you know, like. But um, he they were explaining to Doctor K about this is what like people like what Intin you know looks like that and and Doctor K was like, this sounds like my the people I work with in day to day, they int in real life. And what that might be, it's like procrastination or unhealthy habits or like they get into self-sabotaging habits or, or, you know, being an alcoholic or something like that in their day-to-day life. So it's, it's yes, the Intin in League of Legends looks different because you're technically affecting other people, but you're really affecting yourself at the end of the day. And Dr. K was just literally like, well, this is, this is real life. Yeah. You're in these people are at, what the behavior yeah. they're doing in League of Legends is exactly the same as real life. Yeah. They're self-sabotaging, but people self-sabotaging real life all the time. Me and you do it. We yeah, that. we do it all the, the time, it. dude. It's procrastination, like not doing things, not, not trying our best. So, Curtis, like, it's like, it's yeah. like, you know, you're not even, people will actively get themselves banned because like, yeah, fuck it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, when we were watching, it was a Breaking Bad last night and yeah. Saul Goodman said, people, some people are just immune to good advice. It's true. You know, it's because they're in that mindset. So again, I think that punishment's not the way to go, Curtis, at all. I think that what we need, I mean, this is what part of my work and your work's a lot of. Yeah. And the way that I view it is I'm, I'm, I'm reforming. I hate that word, but I'm, I'm making people players more responsible for my coaching clients, one player at a time, more responsible for their gameplay. And I mean, I mean, the people that, you know, my coach, like toxicity, that's literally, we don't, that doesn't even get into it. If someone starts leaning that way, I just instantly shut them down. Right. And, and, but they know the way that I feel about that sort of stuff. So, but I'm doing it one player at a time. But what we need is that the best players in the game are excellent role models, like role like, models, yeah. role models. But, right. but, but the thing about, you know, players like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say anything about Voyboy's level of skill or anything like that. But, you know, you can talk about this all you want from people with big audience influence, but unfortunately, Voyboy is not the best play League of Legends player in the world, okay? Yeah. If the best play League of Legends player in the world, and there's a really good example, like someone like Roger Federer, he is an exceptional human being. You know, yeah. there's like a story of him, something like that. He treats everyone the same, like um, something about he he didn't have something like a card or something on to him and he could have easily been an arsehole. Like, oh, well, oh, that's right. He didn't have his lanyard to get into something. Yeah. He's like, like, you know, like I'm Roger Federer, just let me in, like the security. Dude, guard. you're not even talking to Jim Mike. Oh, you're my here. bad. Yeah, uh, go, go good on. now. All we're right. Good now. Uh, he he. Oh, you just lost my train of thought. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. He wouldn't like, but the security guy, but the security guy, he could have like, been a dick about he it. He could have been a dick about it. It's like, just let me in. I don't have my lamp, but I'm Roger Federer. But he's like, oh no, like I'll go get it for yeah. you, even though he's still Roger Federer and he's like one of the most famous. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's awesome. But, but that's because Curtis, he's and he's like one of the greatest of all time. Until our, our the greatest of all time players get to that sort of level, and then because then people are like, well, I want to be that, but you can't be good because we know to be good you have to take full responsibility, right? Yeah. Like, and any of your craft, so responsibility you have to Definitely. not not be too hard on yourself, but you need to accept your mistakes, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, I review games across all years, even challenger players, and they're making so many mistakes. You have zero time and effort, energy to be spent on you know blaming others, dude. I think you touched on a really important point there, like. The lack of role models, and I think you're spot on. I think that's the niche that me and I, I mean, I want us to fill. I think we're doing. Look at your comment section, Curtis. You have the highest quality comment section 
of any league content creator I've seen. Even even your Discord server right now. Yeah. Your admins are doing excellent work to to get that standard going. Yeah. Shout but, out to the Discord admins. Yeah, shout out to the Discord admins. Like, I mean, this is obviously the work that we find is really important, right? That's why we do what we I do. I mean, I, I'm really trying, man. And I think you're doing really good work as well. I, th- I think you're spot on, though. I think role models, but not any role models. It can't just be a random Joe Blow who no, plays the game. It has to be someone who's really respected, right? A role model that you don't respect is not a role model. It's just a well, well, people you can still respect people for like you know their their level of play. Like I mean, at the end of the day, someone like Tyler One, you can respect Tyler One. Oh, definitely, he plays a lot. I mean, he's all like you know. I think he's a great streamer, great entertainer. Yeah, it's like it's like a comedian can be a role model. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a really smart person or an amazingly insane athlete or anything. But you can still be inspired by a comedian. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of entertainers can be massive role models. Anyone with eyeballs. At the end of the day, right? Anyone with eyeballs on them, people watching. That's right. They well, can yeah, be a role model. They're listening, you're listening to what they're saying, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're spot on there. I think role models is what we all need. And it would be so much easier for everyone if the best... You're right. If the best players in the world were insanely great role models. And I they, think Bjergsen's they, they, a good they role model. And they advocated it. Yeah, yeah, Bjergsen, like players like um, Bjergsen's spot on with a, few, a lot of things. Yeah, I mean Bjergsen's, but we need more of him. He's you know? one, yeah. We need we need more. And but I, I I don't know what Bjergsen's conversations are like with other solo queue players. Does he help like up and coming players yeah, and stuff like know. that, or is he just to himself? Like mm. you know, on the outside, like yeah, I mean I mean players like Bjergsen, they've grown and developed so much. I mean, you know, when he was eighteen, right? You know what's interesting though is it's funny. I mean I mean I don't really follow Bjergsen's content, right? I don't. He probably streams. He probably has a YouTube channel. I might, I don't know. I, I don't want you stuff, but I mean, he's got a very big voice. Absolutely. Like he's one of, one of the most respected players in the entire world. Yeah. He's a role model. Well, he's, he's been around for so long, but right. so, so well known. He could have a insane effect on the league community if he really wanted to. If he went above and beyond to advocate certain things on his own dime. Yeah. What feels what doesn't sit well with me mm-hmm. is when you get like third party like organize like organizations or companies using a pro player to get across a message, you know, rather than that's the player. The player has, the to, get player has their own message. The player has to want it and believe in the message and do it themselves on their own time on with their own time, their own energy in their own unique way. No one's paying us to say this shit. No, no one. No company saying Curtis, I want you to talk about mental health. No one's going to Dr. K and yeah. saying, can you talk about mental health and shit? Like he's doing it because he genuinely knows how important it is. And I think there's something there. Like, I mean. So you think players need to be more. But I mean, Curtis, no, at the end of the day, they're, they're players at the end players. of the day. They, yeah. they need to be yeah. fully on their craft. But okay. So but, but Curtis, again, look at someone like um, Michael Jordan. We watched The Last Dance, right? Oh, yeah. for those of you who haven't watched it, you should watch the last absolutely Dance. incredible, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Right? I'm, so, I just get, so, I get goosebumps thinking about Michael. Oh, he, he didn't really talk much, Curtis. It was all dumb action, action, pure action, action. Man. And that's what I say. Like you know, you know the, for example, the, you know, the Doctor K thing, right? Yeah. With with you know those streams that came on. Sure, you can talk about it, but there's not going to be no change happen because the action needs to be, you know, there. And like, yeah, sure, you know, these players like Voivos, they can advocate and talk about this, but. Uh, again, unfortunately, their level of play isn't to a because well, people just say, "Well, he's just washed up." Why should I listen to Boy Boy? Right? He's just washed up. Yeah. But if again, if it's like the Roger Federer is like people like Ray Lewis, Curtis. Oh, you know? Ray Lewis is awesome, man. You know, like like just these incredible leaders that literally there's like a quote like you know some leaders 
you you hear them, but Raylos, you feel them. Mm. You know, you mm. feel Michael Jordan. You feel them, yeah. And and we we just don't have those players. And do you know why we don't have those players, Curtis? Why is because um, league players' careers, like Ray Lewis, like Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, they spent decades in, in at the top level. Okay. Unfortunately, the Legends players because Bjorkson's probably one of the few. He's only been around for what five years. Because they get weirded out. So they quick. get weirded out. So, so they quick. have to focus on their craft because they don't want to get replaced, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, I'm not. No, I'm or saying, saying they need to utilize their time as a pro player. Well, no, no, no. We just don't have enough infrastructure. No, no, no. I think we just don't have enough time. Esports has just simply hasn't been around long enough. Yeah. Because we need. Like, let, let's say. Let's say. Um. For example, right now the up and coming players. Like, I mean, think about how crazy it is right now, Curtis. That like, let's say C9. Like Blabber came in. Like this is his rookie season, yeah. or whatever. He's 18 years old. He's one of the best already. Yeah. That just doesn't work in traditional it's sports. That it's, it's, it doesn't happen. But you know happen. what would be really good, Curtis? If Blabber's around for the next 15 years, he will change a lot. He will have a lot more experience. But if mm. he's still at the same level, yeah. you know, at 35, but then we're getting into the conversation, do you lose your reflexes, you know, as you're Well, you ambition one world's at 30. There you go. So okay. possible. I, I think there you go. That's perfect. So we just need... More players that don't... Um, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to as well is... It's maturity, isn't it? As well. Yeah, maturity, maturity. But I guess people's approach to practice, you can get burnt out a lot easier. Like, like for example, maybe there's other players like High. You know, High's out of the scene now in terms mm. of pro play. Yeah. But why is that? You know, like why... Why happens if High was around for 15 years? And High's, you know, one of the all-time, you know, great shock whores like, yeah, of the was, day. Yeah. But that experience is now gone. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going deep here. And there's a lot of things we can touch on here, man. I don't even know where to start. I think we've just opened a <laughs> can of worms here. I mean, we can talk about it, but this is what this is the way I think about it. Anyway, I think that you, you can't view it as punishment. It needs to come from the mm. players. Wright cannot do anything. I don't want Wright to do anything, you know? I mean, I think they need to still do... Okay, regardless, I totally agree. I think role models is what's going to make the most meaningful change. But I do think there needs to be things maybe in the short right end in the short term definitely now okay let's just say let's say Bjergsen had a similar view yeah to what we have right now yeah what do you think he could be doing better um well I think that's unrealistic because it's unrealistic. I mean, I just can't. There's just that situation. The situation just doesn't exist. I mean, because, I mean, again, I don't really know much about the other TSM members, but from what I, I can see is the level of maturity from the rest of the players and experience, just sheer experience. Again, mm. you know, they haven't had the 15 years to become the Ray Lewis. Bjergsen. Put the mic next to your mouth, Numna. Bjergsen doesn't have. Um, <laughs> he's on his own. Yeah, he's on he's on, he's on a different he's, planet. He's man. on his he's own. So, he's no so different to everyone. MVPs and experience. Okay, let's 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 okay, let's touch on this. Is kind of similar in the same in the same ballpark here. Meme culture, meme culture. God, I hate meme culture. Meme culture, I think. Yeah, is actually that, that, that's very damaging. It does. It's actually so. So, a lot. what's your problem with meme specifically, Curtis? Okay, let's tell the story. Yeah. 2017 Divals. Okay. Let's let's use some examples. Let's yeah. be I mean, let's open a can of worms. Let's go deep here. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's uh, let's tell the destiny story. Okay. Let's actually be I mean, yeah. this is not even funny. Yeah. This is serious. Yeah. It's funny, but it's serious at the same time. 2017. And this is my problem with memes, okay? They, not all of them. They they they're defense mechanisms. 
And it's a passive, they're passive aggressive. Passive, it's passive aggression. Yeah. Okay. So in 2017, Direwolves were in a gaming house. Nice little beautiful gaming house. It's our first year as in, in, a, in an, a, you know, a gaming house together. You have a lot of 18 year old kids. Yeah. Well, this is the kids, first time man. we moved out. We had no idea what we we're doing. <laughs> I mean, well, me and you were a bit older than some of them. Curtis, we were 21 years we're, old. We were 21, but some of the others were 18, 19. Yeah, but we're 21 years old, Curtis. Continue on. Okay. We had a player yeah. named Destiny. Yeah. This is the LEC. He's LEC. played for Origin. Origin. Yeah. Right? Great player. Great dude. I think he had a good heart. Still does. Still does. I love Destiny. Yeah, he's awesome. Funny dude. And um, he got bullied. Yeah. I, I would say that was proper bullying. And this happens in every roster. Yeah. In every gaming house. Yeah. It's obviously to differing extents. But what happened was uh, memes happen over time because you obviously spend a lot of time with people. Well, well, the idea is that, the, again, the, the bullying's different. Like, I mean... It's it's very I passive. I mean, you know, we're all part of it, right? You know, maybe I was the biggest... But, you don't, but you're not even aware yeah, of it. Yeah, we're not aware you're not of aware, it. This is the danger with meme culture is that you're not aware of the effect it has on someone else, okay? So what happened was that Destiny, um, maybe he made a mistake. Right, so let's say he made a mistake in game. He's played support. Let's say he played Thresh and he missed a hook, an important hook. Maybe he didn't use Lantern properly. Maybe he got caught out of position. Whatever happened. What happened was that um, instead of saying, hey, Destiny, and after the game, say, hey, man, what happened here? You know, how, you know, what happened in this situation? How come this happened? Um, what will happen? You know, Let's get into the details. Let's get into the specifics and talk about how could I have helped you? Maybe how, how could I have prevented you from making this decision? What information did you need to maybe navigate this situation better? Or whatever. Just even have the, open the conversation that this is a problem. I don't like that this happened. Yeah. What happens instead is because everyone's very, in a way... Well, no one wants to call out directly mistakes. Well, no one wants to be the dick. It's passive, yeah, the dick. No yeah. one wants to be so face what, the conflict. So then what you'll do is you'll create some sort of phrase and that catchphrase was the destiny, right? The destiny. The destiny, that's what we'll so say. The, the meme was it, the destiny. It's funny at first. It, it was funny. Even destiny was laughing. Yeah, he even yeah. laughed along. No, but he laughs along with it because he doesn't want to say, it's so awkward it, to say. Would. No, but it's so hard to say, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, it is hard, yeah. Hey, Nathan, I actually don't feel comfortable with you saying that. Yeah. How is he going to say that in front of seven other dudes yeah. who are 18, who yeah. are also your friends? Yeah. No one's going to say no that, man. You're right, you're right. So over time, whenever he made a mistake, people would say, oh, that's the destiny of the destiny. <laughs> and that became a, a, a synonym for fuck up. Essentially, yeah. Okay? The destiny equaled fuck up. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was a meme. It was a meme. And everyone loved how the destiny... And, and, and so... Over time, it took a toll on Destiny. Absolutely. He broke out in tears. Yep. But times he even left the house once. He said, I quit. Mm. We were winning. We were undefeated nearly. Mm. We were dominant. Mm. We're gonna, we went to MSI. We went to World yeah. Tech. We went to Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. went to China. We were a very good team. Went to Korean boot camp. We did some crazy stuff. Lived in an amazing place. The environment was pretty cool. But he got bullied. And every player had from meme culture, and it all stemmed from meme culture, passive aggression, chipping someone over time because no one wants to say, you know, no one wants to either or first of all say that I don't feel comfortable with this because it's, you know, it's like it's school, man. No one's gonna step so up. So in your Discord, 
the memes are the the what I find for the like the general like that's a very specific situation. Yeah, like an okay. Let's right? let's bring it back to the yeah, more yeah. Twitch and yeah stuff. So they, what's a. I even think Keck W, Keck W, in yeah. some certain situations, yeah. is passive aggression. Passive aggression, yeah. It's like, no, and you know, the, you know, my least favorite one is that cringe. The, the usage of the word cringe. cringe. Yeah, you talked about with your Discord. I hate mm. with a passion that word. This that word, phrase. the way it is used. Yeah, let's give us an example. That, okay. The way he played this is or this champion's cringe. This champion's cringe, or even the way he played the, yeah, that. the way he played that was cringe. My teammates were cringe. Tr- yeah, my teammates were cringe. Like it's so it's that you're that it's just a one word, and it's just disgusting. Like it's just so it means so many things. It's mm. like it's like you're talking down on someone. You're acting superior. You're not taking responsibility. You're putting someone else down. I mean, it's just, it's so many things to it, man. And, and I mean, Kek W even to a certain extent, I like Kek W as a meme because it's funny. Like the face, I like the actual meme. But the way it's actually used sometimes is, again, a synonym for that was shit or your shit or... Everyone laugh at this. Everyone laugh at this guy because he, he messed up, you know? And sometimes over time, you may see that person, that streamer or whatever says, sees Kek W and they actually could trigger them. In a way, we don't know. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't affect me personally, but there's probably streamers out there that it may affect. I don't know. So meme, meme culture on the surface looks all okay and funny and everyone gets part of the thing, but slowly it, it can beat down people and chip away at people. That's the idea. Yes. And, and I that's, think that's your problem with it. It's just taking less of responsibility. I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, if we're going to go even deeper, maybe this is going to get too... Esoteric, yeah. We're, we're, we're running low on battery on camera, Curtis, by oh, the way. shit. Do you want to... How long have we been doing this? Like an hour and a half? Yeah, I think we've done... Do you want to wrap it up soon? <sighs> yeah, literally 20 seconds until this camera thing dies. So I think we can wrap up our first one. We can uh, wrap it up here? We'll wrap, okay. So um, so hope what, you guys enjoyed. What, yeah, what's the ending, Curtis? Um, So this is going to be uploaded to your channel. Uploaded to my channel. We'll put it on... What are we going to put on Spotify or Stitch we or something? Figure we'll figure out. that out soon. Um, And thanks for watching. We'll do some more episodes. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Have fun. Good luck. Have fun.